This episode of News Dump is brought to you by Stamps.com. Well, we have some unfortunate news for anyone watching from Russia. Matt Reeves' Batman movie is absolutely incredible. I I'm sorry. Call your boy Putin. Tell him to stop shelling nuclear plants in Ukraine because you're definitely going to want to watch the Caped Crusaders' latest escapades on the big screen. In all seriousness, yes, the new Batman film is absolutely worth the wait, and it demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible with the loudest audio possible. If your ears aren't ringing when you leave the theater, you didn't see it loud enough. I can't stop thinking about how great it is, and I know I'm still like bathing in the afterglow, but it is, at the very least, it rivals The Dark Knight. It, it's better in some senses, I think. Um, it's hard to top that, obviously. Um, but yeah, this is the best version of Gotham that we have seen since at least like the 89 Batman. The Batmobile is essentially its own character in this one. It's great. Paul Dano's Riddler, Colin Farrell's Penguin. They're done to perfection. The score, it never lets up. And the cinematography is so good. Uh, you'll be obsessed with every scene. I didn't realize how long the movie was until I got out and like started looking up reviews and stuff. And it, it, did, it flew by. I was very happy with every scene as it played out. Um, so there you go. There's your spoiler-free review. We've got a good Batman, folks. Cherish it. We have a good Batman. A damn good Batman. America is back. We deserve this. We all deserve a yeah. good Batman. I still haven't seen it. I'll probably catch a matinee next week. Yeah. But the critics and audiences seem to agree with Ricky because when we filmed this, the movie was still sitting at an 85% fresh on Rotten Tomatoes for critics and 92% fresh for audiences. Uh, the main critique that we saw for any of the negativity was that the film isn't very fun or funny, which makes a lot of sense because that's not really what Matt Reeves had in mind for this one. Yeah, it's... Uh, Clearly. This got, movie's not supposed to be funny. You got two Joel Schumacher feature-length Batman movies that are there for the watching. And you also want. have Ben Affleck looking uh, essentially into the camera to say, I'm rich. That's my special power. Yeah, this is... Uh, I don't... If you went into this movie expecting it to be lighthearted... You may have goofed. I think this uh, this is going to be a better connection for, uh, you know, the modern generation because this Batman hates himself. Good. Yeah. This Batman is <laughs> has depression just like all my favorite brands. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, uh, you know, I don't listen to anyone except the Stakeum Twitter account and Robert Pattinson Batman. Yes. Anyway, another uh, amazing review that came through on Friday, though, was, of course, from noted film critic. Ben Shapiro, yes. who posted the following to Twitter. I regret to inform you that the Batman is bad. And uh, since everything that falls out of Lil Ben's mouth is the opposite of what is true, that makes the Batman an absolute triumph of filmmaking. There you go. That's there the you only review it. anyone needs. Yes. Ben Shapiro hated it. <laughs> yeah. But uh, while it's great that the Batman has seemingly lived up to the hype, the hype also led to the biggest theater chains in the country doing some experimenting with their ticket prices, and by that I mean they uh, they price gouged these tickets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, much like gas during a hurricane. Yeah, everybody wants to see the Batman, they so you're gonna have to cough up a little bit more. Openly doing price gouging. <laughs> yeah. What are you gonna do about it? It looks like alongside everything else, inflation has come to the movie-going experience. And while the membership plans with chains like Regal and AMC are still a great deal if you plan on seeing more than one or two movies a month, things might start adding up in the future based on how Batman performs with what is essentially a surge pricing model. Uh, this is, of course, eerily similar to the yes. kinds of life-saving attempts that MoviePass 1.0 made when it was struggling to remain solvent. Uh, when it's a big movie on opening weekend and theaters are going to be packed, these companies believe that you should have to pay a premium 
in order to see these types of films during those times. Listen, buddy, a lot of people are trying to see the Batman movie. I, I was interested in seeing it again, so I looked up tickets to the Dolby Atmos uh, near here, and there are no seats available. Yeah. So, yeah. uh... That's why I'm probably gonna have to watch a matinee sometime. I didn't, I didn't, I don't pre-order movie tickets because it's been, I haven't lived in civilization for two and a half years, so I just don't remember to do these things now. Oh. Soon enough, you're gonna have to buy Batman tickets on StubHub. Yeah, uh, that's Seat coming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so literally, this is the opposite of the uh, cheaper weekday matinee screenings that Elliot's talking about that exist in order to tempt people into the seats uh, during the off-peak time. Yeah, like hey. You got nothing going on. It's a Tuesday afternoon. What are you doing? Come on down to the local multiplex and see something that you wouldn't. They got air conditioning. <laughs> yeah, just sit inside. Or heat if it's cold. Yeah. There you go. Anyway, the main offender here seems to be AMC, who announced the experiment during a recent earnings call with their investors, many of which are uh, freaks on the Ch And children. <laughs> <laughs> uh, CEO Adam Aaron said the following, according to reporting from CNET. Tickets will be priced higher than tickets for other movies playing in the same theaters at the same time. And he added that this is all quite novel in the United States, but actually AMC has been doing it for years in our European theaters. Indeed, in Europe, we charge a premium for the best seats in the house, as do just about all the other sellers of tickets in other industries. Think sports events, concerts, and live theater, for example. Buddy, these are these are uh, <laughs> this is movie uh, tickets. This is a movie ticket, yeah. yeah. Anyway, Mr. Aaron, you can seriously fuck off. If you start charging more for better seats in your theaters, like it's a fucking basketball game. Yeah, what the hell? Uh, it's not exactly the Staples Center down there, buddy. Although there's an AMC right next to the Staples Center. But it's not the same. No one would ever mistake them <laughs> for similar uh, experiences. I think that might actually be a Regal. Oh, you're right. So there you you're go. You're right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, this is actually like, the best part is that he like wraps it up in this like, well... The fine folks over in Europe seem to love it, so yeah. maybe you will too. You unrefined American ruffians just yeah. don't know what's good for you. Yeah. Took you years to even get used to the idea of bubbles in your water. Come yeah. on, you fucking slobs. And look, reserved seats, you like them? Well, how are you going to like it when you want to sit dead center, halfway up? You're going to have to pay $45 for a ticket. I'm sorry. Because otherwise, the rich people of the world are going to buy those seats. Them's the brakes. It's, it, it is, <laughs> look, we should all be very worried because this is going to happen. Yeah. Like, it when it when big blockbusters come out like this, AMC will get away with charging more for better seats and better times. Like, I'm sorry. I don't, I don't like that. But that's going to happen, and it sucks. Anyway, this type of ticketing is something that we will probably be seeing happening more and more in the future because if Mr. Aaron is hinting about it now, it's... It's something they've talked about a lot more in the background. Yeah. They're going to want to push the limits of this. And uh, it, it is all of our duties to... Uh, say no. Say no. But the problem is, people aren't going to do that. They're no. going to pay the extra $2. It, it's yeah. Right now, it's just a dollar. It appears to be just a dollar more. Listen, I need my slop, and so, I will pay whatever it takes to get that slop down my gullet. It is literally going to be the slow boil, where you're just like, well, I mean, so what? It's $16 instead of $15. Yeah. Come on, man. At least throw in a free NFT or something. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. That They could solve a lot of problems by uh, by uh, having a secondary marketplace for your ticket NFTs. Ugh. Anyways, the same uh, price gouging seems to be happening over at Regal Cinemas as well. They are not clean. No. Though they didn't make note of it on a public-facing conference they call. They just fucking did it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they didn't announce it at all. They're just like, this is how much it costs. Yeah. Sorry. What are you going to do about it? <laughs> 
exactly. Uh, tickets for, and you can't because a lot of theaters have monopolies on their yeah. locales. Listen, like, it's us. It's AMC. Oh, look at look at that. They're doing the same thing. What are you gonna do? Drive two hundred miles out of town? It's, it's a fucking shitty little multiplex or singleplex. That uh, yeah, you're not gonna do that. Uh-huh. You're not gonna do it. You're gonna pay us that extra money to see your Batman movie. It's like Comcast raising the prices on uh, the cable internet or cable service. Yeah. It's like, well, who are you gonna go to? Mm-hmm. You gonna call up Elon Musk and have him drop off a Where? terminal at your doorstep? Where? Oh wait, you are gonna do that? Fuck. Oh, you you don't want to pay two dollars extra to see the Batman movie? Well, I guess I guess you're not gonna see it. The problem with this is that it's it's probably going to work and yeah. it's going to result in only people going to see only blockbusters in theaters. Their next earnings call, they're going to be like, we made so much extra money off of this. I think we should do this for every release. You know what? Double it. Yeah. Um, So tickets for the Batman this weekend appeared to be $1 more expensive. It's just a dollar. What are you complaining about? (laughs) At at both Regal and AMC screenings (laughs) leading into the opening weekend. You're not willing to pay one extra dollar? Again, not a huge bump in price, but enough to test the waters and see how people react. Yeah. Now, personally, I switched to a Regal membership because... They have the nicer theater near me now. And I did notice that I had to pay extra outside of my monthly membership fee in order to see the Batman. But I also saw it on IMAX. So like I figured there would be some kind of upcharge yeah. for that. Though I don't remember AMC doing that initially, like when the start of AMC stubs or whatever happened. Mm. I, I don't remember them charging extra for Dolby or IMAX. Uh, but uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they were doing it now. Because, mm. again, it, it is a premium way to see the film. Yes. Like, if you just have, look, if you just have regular AMC stubs, you're going to be sitting in the stinky theater with the ripped up seats yeah, and the gum on the floor. You're going to be flying coach. And you don't want to fly coach. The seats that recline, you can have a beer there or whatever. You see, those you're going to have to pay more. Yeah. They're yeah. going to get away with this. I'm sorry. They, yeah. They're going to. It's happening. But let's switch over to the war. The war in Ukraine. Just briefly. Because yeah. it looks like the inevitable rise of meme warfare as part of a legitimate combat strategy has not only arrived, it has thrived in this latest conflict. I mean, we all saw something like this coming. The the keyboard warriors out there actually do have an effect on the battlefield, whether that's something anyone wants to admit or not. Mm -hmm. And while the strategy of using propaganda, both positive and negative, is nothing new, the fact that it's gone digital and been cranked up to 11 by social media makes it an interesting, if not disturbing, look into the very surreal times that we're living in. Yeah. Uh, In a recent article titled, Memes Become Weapons in Ukraine-Russia Conflict, ABC News spoke to history and media experts who elaborated on the use of memes as tools of war. Here you go. Jennifer Grigel, an associate professor of communications at Syracuse University who specializes in social media and memes, told ABC News that social media campaigns undertaken by big governments or grassroots groups are critical in gaining worldwide support. Quote, that's how warfare is conducted in the information space. It's about narratives and public belief, Greigel said. U.S. and European officials also say the Russian government began using social media videos in the last couple of months to plant false flag stories that bolster Putin's claims that his invasion is legitimate. V.S. Subramanian, a faculty fellow at Northwestern University's Buffett Institute for Global Affairs and Cybersecurity expert, told ABC News that these tactics aren't new. He said during World War II, Western and Nazi forces would airdrop leaflets onto the battlefield and in towns to promote their respective country and to intimidate the enemy. Quote, What's happening today is these leaflets are now tweets or Facebook posts or posts on TikTok, and they are sowing the disinformation campaign long before any invasion tactics. The biggest difference in this tactic, according to Subramanian, is that years of Russian government disinformation campaigns have added up and the world is not taking the bait. Which is good. But the Russians 
probably are. Mm, yeah. Anyway, the reporting continues, adding that Russia's attempts at spreading disinformation may have spurred Ukrainians to take back that online narrative. Since the invasion began, there have been viral posts from social media users in the country that have highlighted the Ukrainians' resolve. In addition to publishing photos and videos of resistance forces taking down Russian troops and tanks, social media users are also promoting the acts of civilians. Quote, the most important mission of any warfare is success on the ground. Daniel Johnson, a Roy H. Park fellow at UNC Hussman School of Journalism and former U.S. Army journalist, told ABC News. Russia is running into the issue where they are fighting battles that they thought it would be winning. So when they put out messages saying they're winning, people around the world know it's false. Uh, so this Johnson guy also adds that it's average citizens helping out in many cases out of a sense of national pride and duty. Quote, in previous wars, we'd have people help with giving supplies or letters. Now you have a video post. Uh, and he also said that the sheer amount of posts from Ukraine citizens uh, helps to drown out any further Russian disinformation, saying, it's hard to lie when I have 150 videos showing that you're not in Kiev and you're not winning. By the way, uh, when we say Russia or Russians, we are talking about Putin and others in government who are behind the invasion, not the average citizen of Russia, just for clarity's sake. But honestly, it is surprising that the Russian attempts at spreading a narrative online aren't working at all. And it's great to see that finally, because we've literally lived through multiple successful disinformation campaigns in our own country that were Russian backed. It seems like they had a much easier time getting us to hate each other than they've had trying to get us to believe that Putin isn't a bad guy or the aggressor in this situation. Um, uh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's it, it. I am constantly surprised by the fact that uh, the world is pretty much united on this front. Yeah. Because uh, yeah. years of living online have taught me to believe the opposite in most cases, where like there's got to be a bunch of people who think. He's doing the right thing, right? There's a bunch of crazies online, right? And it's it, it's a very small minority. It exists, though. It's, yeah. It's some weird shit happening there. Yeah. Uh, everyone does seem to be on the same page when it comes to Putin amidst this conflict. He's a piece of shit who is starting a war that no one wants. And it seems like no amount of online social media accounts are going to be able to shift that narrative, at least now, which is, I think, great news. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, the, the idea that either side is winning right now is is uh, I don't think something that you can really conclude either way. Like Russia, yeah, every time Russia see... is advancing, but they're also just like, just be, like they're just abandoning so much fucking equipment. They're getting captured all over the place, but they are still advancing the battle lines. Um, yeah, so so I is, don't know. It is. Uh... They're winning, but in a very losery way. <laughs> uh, they're, it's much, it seems as though this is a much more difficult invasion than they had ever assumed. Yeah. Yeah, the the idea, I think, was that they'd invade and the people of Ukraine would be like, all right, oh, you all, guys. all right, Russia wants to rule over us again for like the nth time in our history. Uh, you know, what are we going to do? But what yeah, are we going to do? While it's inspiring and optimistic when you see all of the posts coming out of Ukraine, like then you see stuff where it's like, oh, Russia just shelled this nuclear facility and we got the security camera footage uh, right here. you can watch it live it's all oh my god last night was weird it the whole thing is fucking surreal <laughs> um it, it's 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 odd it's odd and you know what makes it more odd the next story yeah so while we're on the topic of positive ukrainian media it looks like one of the strange side stories that is currently unfolding as a result of this conflict is the resurgence of the hit ukrainian tv series servant of the people which starred now actual President Volodymyr Zelensky, 
but as a fake TV president. Yeah. Uh, we're sure that you're aware by now, but yeah, Ukrainian President Zelensky was formerly an actor and comedian who not only played the president of Ukraine on TV, but also voiced uh, Paddington <laughs> in the Ukrainian dub of the Paddington movies and yeah. uh, played a piano with his dick and balls on a reality competition series. Yeah. Uh, played Havana, Havana Hila. He also won Dancing with the Stars. There you go. The Ukrainian Dancing with the Stars. He's a renaissance man. So if this war doesn't work out, he can we can be the first person to be on both Ukrainian and American Dancing with the Stars. He'll be over here playing piano with his dick and balls just as quick and fast as anyone else. Yeah, so we were a bit ahead of the game on this one. We reported on Zelensky's comedic chops during the actual election. So if you've watched our little news show for an extended period of time, the conflict in Ukraine has certainly been even more surreal from the start. Mm -hmm. But uh, because of this invasion, Zelensky's starring role as president on TV has found new audiences across the globe with some major networks even picking it up for syndication. Fuck it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Here's Deadline with more. Global networks, including the UK's Channel 4, have picked up Ukraine President Volodymyr Zelensky's comedy series, Servant of the People. The 2016 satirical show in which, unbelievably, Zelensky played the president before launching a campaign to become the real president three years later, has also been sold by distributor Echo Rights to NBC in the Middle East, Ant One in Greece, and Pro TV in Romania. Channel 4 will air the comedy from this Sunday along with a documentary special, Zelensky, The Man Who Took on Putin. Uh, the series is a comedy, but also an important document of where Zelensky comes from, said Echo managing partner Nikola Sonderland. His fictional president is a normal man who grows into his role as a heroic and adored leader, while the real-world scenario facing Zelensky and the Ukrainian people is far more grim and appalling than the comedy of the series, there are obvious parallels with the real-world situation. Uh, I've, people have been posting clips from this and it's uh it's very surreal there's there's like one scene where uh he like fantasizes about walking into parliament and just like shooting everyone to death and there's a, a really funny scene where he gets a phone call from that's the one we're yeah. gonna talk about so, yeah. yeah he uh he gets a phone call from german chancellor angela merkel um who informs him that guess what they've decided to let Ukraine into the European Union, which uh, excites Zelensky for obvious reasons. Uh, he, he's he's fucking stoked. Yeah. But then he quickly finds out that she meant to call Montenegro instead. You're not in the, in the EU. We, we, we made we a oopsie. Yeah. Uh, and that causes Zelensky to angrily curse Vladimir Putin's <laughs> name. God damn Putin! Putin. <laughs> so, yeah, this is all very weird. It's very surreal. We can't quite explain it. Nothing like this has happened before. I mean, we did have Ronald Reagan in this country. But I don't think I don't think it ever hit this close to home. And that was years after his. Uh... He did towards the end of his uh, second term start to believe that he actually had fought in World War Two, even though he'd only been in movies about it. Well, it's because his so, brain was deteriorating. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Mm -hmm. So anyway, uh, yeah, it's it's. I mean, keep the clips coming. I, I do want to watch this. So I don't know if it's like actually available to watch uh, in the U.S. Netflix. Uh, certain Netflix regions have it. Oh, yeah. So anyway. Let's thank today's sponsor, <laughs> who just, you know, they want you to be able to ship things as cheaply and quickly as humanly possible. Thank God for Stamps.com. Yeah, we're all hoping to have more free time this year. Uh, and if you're a small business owner, 
You're busy enough as it is. You don't have time to deal with the hassle of going to the post office. With Stamps.com, you can skip the trip and never waste another dollar or minute. Stamps.com lets you print official postage right from your computer, so you can spend less time at the post office and more time running your business. Stamps.com saves you time, money, and stress. For more than 20 years, Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses. Stamps.com gives you access to all the post office and UPS shipping services that you need right from your computer. And you can get discounts that you can't find anywhere else, like up to 40% off USPS rates and 76% off UPS. Whether you're in office sending invoices, a side hustle Etsy shop, or a full-blown warehouse shipping out orders, Stamps.com will make your life easier. All you need is a computer and a standard printer. No special supplies or equipment. You're up and running in minutes, printing official postage for any letter, any package, anywhere you want to send. Save time and money this year with Stamps.com. Sign up with promo code NEWSDUMP for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, free postage, and a digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. Just go to stamps.com, click the microphone at the top of the page, and enter code NEWSDUMP. Okay, now back into the news with more farts in a jar. No! Farts in a jar. Nothing like pivoting from the war in Ukraine to farts in a jar. That's the show. I don't like it. Folks, it appears as though packing and shipping those barking spiders, quacking ducks, Harmonic distortions, air biscuits, trouser coughs, and butt trumpets. I've never heard any of these terms before. <laughs> uh, they're all from uh, the UK. Okay. Uh, are, are, in fact, a legitimate business, and business is booming. The latest to take advantage of the desperate simps out there for cash is none other than Twitch live streaming legend, Amaram, who is now bottling and selling her farts at a price that will make even seasoned crypto bros balk. Amaranth, who ironically owns an actual gas station, and, yes, right. in addition to her internal one, is now selling her farts, or as she calls them, her cutie patooties, online for $1,000 a pop. We are in the wrong business. But if that price is too steep, she's also selling her uh, famous hot tub water for a much more reasonable $99.99. She does the hot tub streams. I mean, I can't hate the hustle. I, do, I don't. I think if people are willing to pay for this, yeah. she has clearly made an entire business out of... She'd be a fool not to take these simps for every dollar they're worth. Her entire, like... Look, I don't sit around and watch Amaranth videos, but it seems her entire uh, success online is about pushing the limits of what is possible on Twitch, is the nicest way I can put it, and milking the money of simps. Yeah. People who need someone to stare at. I guess so. So there you go. Bunch of pay pigs. Look, if it makes them happy, yeah, 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 sure. If it makes her money, then good for them. Uh, in a Twitter post announcing these, uh, this new side hustle, Amaranth said the following: "I have started a new business. Have you ever wanted to smell your favorite streamer or own their hot tub water in physical form, not an NFT? Say less. Yes, please say less." <laughs> she then provides a link to her online shop, which includes a video of the process. It's pretty not safe for work, so uh, tread lightly there. Uh, also, seeing anyone's ass near a glass jar just gives us internet veterans some pretty traumatic PTSD because, yeah. uh, well, well, you know. If you know, you know. If you don't, don't go looking. Anyways, here's Insider with more. Twitter users quickly reacted to Siragusa's announcement, which has over 5,000 comments and quote tweets, with many expressing bewilderment, while others said they respected the hustle. She's the latest in a recent string of online personalities who claim to profit from selling their bodily waste to their fans, <laughs> but followers seem reticent to take her seriously. On Twitter, a number of people shared what appeared to be receipts, proving 
They bought the fart jars. However, of the seven users who posted such screenshots under the tweet, four told Insider they faked the receipt as a joke and thought the fart jars were weird and ridiculous. I, I, <laughs> the funnier part of this is Insider reaching out to these Excuse Twitter me, users. did you actually buy the fart jar? We'd what? like to talk to you about this. We need this. it for a story. Well, one of them was like, you know, posted a receipt where they had purchased as many as she was selling, and it was like $500,000. Did you really do that? <laughs> anyway, yeah, Amaranth obviously isn't the first celebrity or influencer to start a business like this. Uh, we recently reported on a reality star named Stephanie Mato, who was selling jarred farts for a bit before putting a halt to the business after experiencing severe gas pains and instructions from a doctor who told her she needs to cut this all this farting out. So she's uh, she then pivoted to NFTs of farts, which is almost certainly why Amaranth dropped the NFT reference. Yeah, aside from that, um, there's been no confirmation of this, but it appears, I can't remember her name right now. Farrah Abraham. Abraham. She sells her ah, I'm going to bleep it. You can't say it. What? Well, it's working on YouTube. They're going to, look. She does And people will give her the money. You, you fill in the blanks. Sure, but it hasn't been confirmed that anyone's actually bought that. Well. Or if she's actually selling it. Uh, I just heard. Could, you know, do your own research. <laughs> or don't. <Just laughs> You're not going to make Live it. in ignorant bliss. Yeah. Anyways, before we get into more entertainment news, uh, we almost forgot. We did promise to show you uh, the... God. <laughs> weird this fucking asshole. Ron DeSantis video I on hate today's this guy episode. so much. So let's set the stage for you before we play the clip. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis was speaking at the University of South Florida this week, where he was set to announce a $20 million initiative for education in cybersecurity. Okay. Sounds good. Sure. Uh, there's a lot of bad things happening in Florida right now. This uh, this appears to be a good thing, which I'll take. And as with most ceremonies or press events like this, politicians, they like to have people who will benefit from their initiative standing behind them in yeah. support. So in this case, it was obviously students and high school students to be specific. But before DeSantis took the podium, he noticed some of these assholes. Some of these fucking teenagers. Who had the audacity to wear masks in a public place. Cucks. And that obviously pissed him off. But here's the video. You do not have to wear those masks. I mean, please take them off. <laughs> Honestly, it's not doing anything, and we got to stop with this COVID theater. So if you want to wear it, fine, but this is, a, this is ridiculous. And didn't he do something else after this, too? Like, yeah, he... Uh, he was on a roll on he Thursday. Said, he said something like, oh, if Putin were to invade uh, France, like, they'd probably just roll over and let him do it. It's like... No, global thermonuclear war would happen yep. if Russia invaded France. And that's why they would never do that. Also, you, you got to understand that basic fact about what's happening right now. The Please. whole France surrendering thing is a very like recent stereotype. Like France, and it's based on fucking nothing. They, yeah. France made a very, uh, they made a logistical mistake by uh, making the uh, concluding that there would never possibly be. Another war as bad as the one they just fought in World War One, uh, and uh, yeah, they—I mean, they—up to that point, they were the strongest military in Europe for like hundreds of years, and very successful, uh, and uh, very successful uh, wars waged by their citizenry. And as they, well. they only surrendered to the Nazis after like tens of thousands of deaths. Like it reached a point where they realized, like, we're not going to win this. And more and more people are going to fucking die. But it's better for us to surrender now and set up a yeah. resistance force doing sabotage. But it wasn't even like a jokey thing throughout the decades that followed. It became a point of of mockery 
when France refused to support yeah. the invasion of Iraq. monkeys. Yeah. yeah. Freedom fries. Yeah. And so that's that's where it comes from. And it's just like, they were right. Yeah. Yeah. They deserve an apology. They do. And it needs to start at Ron DeSantis. Yeah, Ron DeSantis. And then it needs to go through a lot more people. But it, yeah. Anyway. The United States owes France an apology. They were very happy with the United States uh, and Canada in World War II. And we had a great relationship going until they made the correct yeah. choice in not supporting our invasion of Iraq. No, we will not be we will not be helping you out with that little thing over there. But have fun. Yeah. Fucking cucks. <laughs> Surrender monkeys. And now you have people like fucking Freedom Ron DeSantis fries. who would literally cower in fear. He cowered in fear to fucking high school students wearing masks. Oh. Yeah. He he got legitimately mad at those kids. It was yeah. weird. You could like you can tell in his voice. Like he's not just posturing because he knows he's on a hot mic. Like he acts. Seems genuinely upset. Yeah. It's very strange. Yeah. And there was like interviews with parents who were like, what the fuck is he doing? This is my kid. You He's yelling it. at the governor, yelling at my child. And you see the kids doing like that thing when you're a teenager and like a teacher <laughs> like, and like a teacher like yells at you and you're all just like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah, like when the substitute <laughs> teacher finally snaps. Yeah, like, <laughs> oh, we, we went a little too far. But all they did was wear masks. It was completely unreasonable so for an adult weird. to yell at children for wearing masks. <sighs> Anyways, let's cover some uh, of the bigger entertainment news stories that popped up uh, this week, starting with the final definitive confirmation. Jason Momoa is actually joining the Fast and Furious franchise. It appears as though he has already filmed some stuff. Uh, and uh, this comes straight from the actor himself. He was doing the red carpet for the premiere of The Batman, and he uh, he got asked, uh, I think it was Entertainment Weekly or Entertainment Tonight, asked him about it, and he said, it's fun. I get to play the bad guy, which I haven't gotten to do for a while. Now I get to be the bad boy. A very flamboyant bad boy. A little panache. Okay. All right. So I'm in, I'm interested. Yeah. I, I was going to see this movie anyway, as I do with all of the Fast and Furious. As a, is tradition. A movie series that has defined a generation. Yes. Uh, so there you go. Jason Momoa is going to be the villain in Fast End. He's almost certainly the, the exact replacement of Dwayne The Rock Johnson in whatever capacity he was going to play in this film. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, apparently Fast 10 is also going to be the... It's been reported multiple times that it's the last Fast and Furious film. I don't know about but I'd assume that it'll eventually, if anything, be completely rebooted. Rebooted. It's just such an easy moneymaker. It is so easy to do. If they took five years off and rebooted it with a new cast, amazing. Although by then... They haven't even done the crossover with uh, the Triple X series where Vin Diesel meets his long-lost brother, Xander Cage. And the, the crossover with Jurassic World. Yeah. Which is supposed to happen. Um, there's a lot of things they could do that'll be really fun. Um, but yeah, it'll be... You know, people in the year 2040 will be like, oh, uh, this franchise Fast and the Furious is coming back. And they drive the cars. Wow. And the cars are... Uh, a internal, person driving a car? Internal combustion engines? Oh, so loud. Oh, so stinky. Everyone just boos the theater for using internal combustion yeah. engines. Gasoline. It's very environmentally irresponsible. Gasoline powers Russia. So uh, maybe, maybe they can't do Fast and Furious because of the geopolitical fallout. Yeah, maybe not. Fast and Furious on bicycles. You know, Fast and Furious does go to a lot of uh, exotic locations. It would really suck for them if they filmed a portion of this in Russia and then had to like, okay, guys, look, we got to go back to the drawing board. Well, they just changed the ADR to make it like Canada. Yeah. Oh, man, I can't believe we're here in Canada. <laughs> yeah. Oh, 
Iceland sure is cold this time of year. I love but, being here in Scandinavia. <laughs> uh, Greenland. Yeah. The last frontier. Uh, anyways, let's move on. Uh, in other news, it looks like Disney Plus is going to be releasing a low-cost, ad-supported version of their streaming service sometime in the near future. If that $6 or $7 was too steep for you, mm -hmm. or you just want to be able to watch the latest Marvel miniseries with a bunch of ads attached to them, uh, here's CNBC. Disney announced on Friday a new ad-supported tier for its Disney Plus streaming service that will launch in the U.S. later this year. Disney did not provide a launch date or price for the new tier. The company said in a press release that the new offering would be a building block in achieving its goal of reaching 230 million to 260 million Disney Plus subscribers by 2024. And uh, they also are getting uh, the streaming rights from the Netflix series. Yeah, they got... They finally bring in our boys home. And so the the word on the street is that they're going to have a parental guideline feature built in, but it's going to automatically be on. It's so, this is all like such a weird conversation though, because Disney Plus in every other country uh, is it includes like all the Hulu stuff as well. Like it's uh, well, that's because people can be trusted everywhere else. Yeah, I guess so. If Disney would get sued if a child accidentally watched the Netflix Daredevil se series or something, like it's supposed to be the happiest place. Ever. Yeah, so they're going, but it's apparently going to be an auto on feature that you have to go in and turn off. Or yeah, are there, side note, are there Disney adults in France? Yeah, yeah, all the leftover <laughs> Euro Disney fans. Yeah, what I mean... we love. Where is Michael Eisner? We love him. I need to. They they have to exist. There's got to be Parisians who just like every weekend they go, they drive an hour outside of town to go to Disney World. They take the train. Right. The right. train goes directly to Euro Disney. It does. Oh, sorry. Disneyland Paris. Yes. Um, it does. They have, a, the, I think Disneyland Paris has the coolest Space Mountain because it's, uh, uh, what's the term? Steampunk. Mm. It like shoots you out. Wow. Out of a big gun. Just like, uh, what's the old movie where the rocket goes into the moon? <laughs> a Trip to the Moon. Is that what it's called? I think it is. <laughs> okay, it's exactly like that. <laughs> uh, I'd like to go there. Yeah. But that's a tale for a different time. Yes. Uh, oui. uh, also, uh, if you want to check it out, I, I think this is awesome. They did a great set. Turnstile played on Jimmy Kimmel this that's week. so weird. And uh, no, it's awesome. I Dude, when I was like 19 or 20, maybe a little bit older, I saw, uh, I'm in the video of uh, the Blood Brothers playing on Jimmy Kimmel. <laughs> so he's always had like, Great hardcore, post-hardcore okay. screamo bands on there. Um, but yeah, it, anyways, the Turnstile performance is great. They did the song for TV, and then there's an extended version where they play like three or four songs. Watch the extended version. It's great. Check that out. Uh, and in the meantime, uh, we have a bunch of videos over here for you to watch. We have a Tech News Day, which, look, if you believe that Mark Zuckerberg was the weirdest Zuckerberg, you're in for a treat because he's got a clone sister, and she loves cryptocurrency. And singing. Yes. And dancing. So all of those are wrapped into one beautiful episode right here. And then we have an episode from earlier in the week. Check both of those out. Subscribe to the channel. Leave a comment. And we'll see you soon for Weekly Weird News. Bye. Bye.